Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender. First Commonwealth Bank. Member FDIC. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You there. This is Dave and Jason. Hey. From DC On Screen. It's that time again. We need help from you to grow our show. But keep listening because there's something in it for you. Give us a five-star written review on iTunes for a chance to win a free DC trade paperback, DVD, or Blu-ray valued at $15 or less. One in ten will win. The winner will be randomly selected with a number generator on random.org and announced on one of our news episodes. It's pretty simple, really. Free stuff. Hooray! Anyway, yeah, seriously, do that. It helps us a lot. It's, like, so good. Anyway, sit back. Enjoy this brand new episode of DC On Screen. Welcome in to DC On Screen, a show about the DC Universe properties on film and television. I am your host, David C. Robertson. This is my good buddy. I sold him a lime green Volkswagen bus camper in 1967. The people's co-host, Jason Goss. I feel overwhelmed. Hi. <laughs> this is episode 232. This will be a standard weekly news episode, but I do have a question to pose to you, the listener. We've been thinking about splitting the film and television news up into two separate episodes per week. The thought process behind that is that there are people who like the television shows, or most of the television shows, but don't like the DC films and don't really care about what's going on with them. I know, it's madness, but it's truth. People are out there that it's all just out don't there. care about the movies. Everything's in a spectrum, baby. But we'd like to be able to give those people a podcast without them having to skip through a half hour or more of the new uh, of the movie news. Yeah, and let's uh, be specific. There are a lot of people that love the movies or hate the movies or at least go watch the damn movies and just sure. don't give a damn about television. Absolutely. Uh, but we have posed the question on Twitter. So far, splitting the show up seems to be the way to go. Uh, people seem to be really uh, taken to that concept. Uh, we will decide sometime this week. This probably will be the final DC on-screen news episode to feature both DCEU and DC TV news. As it is. Now, if there's a, enough uh, ruckus about doing it, I, I suppose mm. we, we reconsider. Sure. But um, this is this is the chance to make ruckus. Yeah. Uh, speak now or forever hold your peace. You might actually be forced into hitting next. Or just letting autoplay <laughs> take its take its natural course. Yeah, I mean, of course, it means you know an extra episode, but the you know DCEU news and the DCTV news would be shorter. Yeah, you wouldn't have an hour and a half, two hour podcast every week. Um, so yeah, let us know what you think. Uh, email us at dconscreen at gmail dot com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're the one guy who was like, man, I had to listen to two hours of content just to get to that one piece of Lucifer news that I was so excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now's your time to admit you exist and tell us about it. Yeah. Don't have you know, my money was, on that one. It was brought to my attention, though, that if we're going to be recording them on the same night, which we will, um, the people who don't like TV, but like the movies, but like the bat wieners, <laughs> they're probably going to get bat wieners on the TV episode. Okay, so bat wieners, our, uh, our quick term for when <laughs> Dave and I bullshit about nothing. <laughs> I have faith that that will probably happen on both. We might just try to shorten it a little. Yeah. But us veering off topic is I, I, I think I, it's as much a part of this podcast as you and I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, again, so, listen to any Lucifer episode to listen to us veer off topic at the first possible chance. <laughs> like, yeah. The moment we get a chance to talk about anything other than the thing we're supposed to be reviewing, we just run away. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy. That's, that's us. Sorry. So, okay, here's the thing. I was on Instagram, mm-hmm. and an official DC uh, outlet said that a few days ago that today's the day that Wonder Woman, you know, debuted and is 75 years old. Uh, so, you know, I, I re- retweeted or whatever. And uh, But I was right the other day when I said that Wonder Woman did not show up until December. But either way, Wonder Woman is 75 years old. Uh, I don't know who to believe anymore. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, usually uh, periodicals come out like the month before mm-hmm. the actual cover date. So, But that would put it in November, unless back in those days. I, I probably just didn't do adequate enough research, but Wonder Woman's 75. So just, we're not going to mention that again. That part we're sure about. Uh, also, there's a lot of indiscrepancies about <laughs> actual publishing dates. When we're talking about 75 years ago. I, I, right. And, you know. Sometimes it, it like had Marston. it on the cover. Sometimes it didn't. Uh, it, it Things got weird. Yeah. It they like held Marston back issues. Like, uh, there was also like a distribution problem where like you you would mm-hmm. get a, a thing at a store that was, it, it set a date and you're like, this was three months ago. And you're like, we got it today. Right. There was also a bit where like, it looked like uh, William Marston, the guy that created her, was like, bitching about comic books in general just being like they didn't live up to their full potential and then someone was like hey dude why don't you just make that why don't you just make a comic book then and that interview happened on october 25th still wouldn't have been the day that that instagram account said it did but whatever i don't care anymore um <laughs> um <laughs> yeah the green arrow yeah. turned 75 in november are we going to stand by that or just leave it open that we may have to re, re- retrack on that uh, i'm not recanting i'm done you you good I'm good. I read that. I believe it. I choose to believe it. I'm moving on. Mm, uh, now, 10-24-1915 uh, was the day that Batman co-creator, and I, I'm i going to be kind here and say co-creator, Bob, Bob Kane, Kane. Yeah. was born. Um, he's dead, so, you know, that's not really technically a birthday now. But <laughs> but good for him for at least, like, conceiving roughly the idea and loosely drawing something that looked like Batman. Did you see the comic strip that Ty Templeton did uh, that would have been like, what if uh, Bob Kane had gone ahead and made Batman without Bill Finger? God, I can't imagine. 
it was a guy with blonde hair and a red suit with like the da vinci wings and he goes look it looks like a criminal and like the headline like on the top of the page it was like starring batman and no one the boy wonder <laughs> and he's like look it looks like a criminal and he like jumps down and like punches the guy he's like i'll take you to the authorities and goes to the police station and he's like i, w- I sure wish i had a car but i don't and he like takes him to the police station is there like a commissioner of some sort i could talk to that's awesome no, we don't it's just us okay then <laughs> it's just the four people that were conceived <laughs> and the entirety of an unnamed city He's like, by the way, officer, do you, are there any more super, or are there any more villains that I might possibly uh, help you guys out with? And the officer just goes, nope. Nope. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> it is fun. Uh, Ryan Reynolds turned 40, so I'm I'm, that guy. I'm stricken both ways. I, I On the one hand, he's been around in like my life so long, I thought he was older. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, of course mm-hmm. he looks less than 40. Yeah, absolutely. Kidding me? That kid doesn't age. Yeah, and this doesn't really touch on anything that we can really cover, but sad news nonetheless. Steve Dillon, uh, preacher and Punisher artist, that's what he's best known for, died at 54. Yeah, too young. Um, it's always too young at 54. Yeah, I... Oh, man. He, he's a good artist, man. Yeah, I, uh, generally was. I specifically I mean, it, know him from Punisher, but... It's it's at least tangential to what we talk about with Preacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they like uh, Glenn Dillon, his, his brother, confirmed that he did die. Um, he said he passed away in New York City, and um, they haven't given an actual cause of death, but uh, his longtime collaborator, Garth Ennis, uh, told the New York Times that he suffered from a ruptured appendix Ouch! that he thought was uh, food poisoning. Oh, that's rough. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing positive we can add to that. That's that's rough. No, that, that sucks. And uh, Very talented guy. Yeah. I was bummed out for like the entire day, and then subsequently every time I thought about it. Yeah. Um, moving on to some DCEU news, I guess, because there's nowhere to go from that. Nope. Uh, AT&T, there might not be anywhere to go from this, AT&T, <laughs> purchased, <laughs> AT&T purchased Time Warner for $85.4 billion. Um, <laughs> the AT&T chairman and CEO, Randall Stevenson, in an official press release, said this is a perfect match of two companies with complementary strengths who can bring a fresh approach to how the media and communications industry works for customers, content creators, distributors, and advertisers. Uh, Time Warner Chairman CEO Jeff Buquez said this is a natural fit between two companies with great legacies of innovation that have shaped the modern media and communications landscape. And my senior management team and I are looking forward to working closely with Randall and our new colleagues as we begin to capture the tremendous opportunities this creates to make our content even more powerful, engaging, and valuable for global audiences. What that all boils down to is we like money. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep making money. Yes. And trying to figure out a way for you to give us our give us your money. Yeah. Um, and more of it. Because like, if you right. bought a company for X amount of money, you're expecting that company eventually to make for you X plus why amount of money mm-hmm. so I, I and there there are things that it's possible that that at&t just bought this because it's a cash cow and who the hell cares mm-hmm. and, but you know fox almost bought it a couple years ago yeah i mean fox is big enough but it's possible that like mergers acquisitions oh my god they happen all the time that shit just gets bought up all the time because that's how the world <laughs> works 
it, it's <laughs> just, mostly into like, murders and executions. Yeah, like just <laughs> the the whole the holity, uh, the the everything about um, God, especially entertainment and communication and Jesus, everything involved in this kind of merger is like people do this all the damn time. So it's nothing to panic mm-hmm. about exactly, but it 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 also. To me, the worst case scenario is is they tell me that like I can't stream the CW shows unless I have an AT and T provider. Yeah, that's one of those that's one of those things where you, it may it may eventually end up being a terrible thing, I guess. Well, but, yeah, um, we don't we don't really know though. Um, there's no way to know at this point. Like the deal won't even go through completely until 2017. Um, yeah, these things. And take then time. once. Once that deal closes, Buquez is going to stay on to facilitate a smooth transition before stepping aside for Stevenson to take control of both co- companies. Right. Um, but, yeah, there's no way to know how this is going to affect anything. They might come in and, in 2018, 2019, just be like, you know what, Chef Johns, you're out. But <laughs> Hugely <laughs> unlikely. Suck. I mean, um, it, 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 well. these things move uh, glacially. So... If you've mm-hmm. bought a property that you wanted, you you probably didn't buy a fixer upper for eighty. What did you say? Eighty five point four. Eighty five point four. You didn't buy a fixer upper at that price. You you bought a thing right. that was already supposed to be making you money. So for the most part, well, nothing in our universe has changed. If yeah. that and, property know, the, they bought stops, if if that mockingbird doesn't sing anymore, then we might mm-hmm. be looking at at some problems. Well, plus it's Time Warner. It's, it's not just DC stuff. It's not just Warner Brothers. It's, it's a ton of companies. It's HBO. It's a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. But, you know, you know the stuff so, we care about. Yeah. I know who died on The Walking Dead. I don't give a damn. I don't I don't want to know. I've been, I've been trying to stay away from it. I do I haven't know. seen The Walking Dead ever. I, I, I'm like three seasons behind, and I looked it up just because, and I, um, I know now, and I'm still not probably going to go back and watch that show. Um. Mm. Oh shit! I was talking about the AMC show. Um. Yeah, that's that is AMC. That's an AMC show. God. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I was thinking about like a a spoiler filled show, and and anyway. Right. Actually, is that not owned by Time Warner? I have no. I idea, I might have man. accidentally been right. <laughs> I think that might be owned by Time Warner. All right. There's there's something to research later. You know, Brandon sent me a a screenshot. It was a it's a picture of a screenshot of uh from Supernatural with the mm. guy that plays Negan in a baseball uniform holding a bat and it said Supernatural tried to warn us. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's been everywhere, man. <laughs> he is highly employable. He is. He's a good actor. He really is. I mean, hell, I I, <laughs> I watched the first couple of seasons with uh like back in college with the the then future wife. I watched the first couple of seasons of Grey's Anatomy. He did did a great job. (laughs) Great job. Yeah, I'm not going back for that. No, you should not. Yeah, no. (laughs) So yeah, like I said, there's no no way to know how this is actually gonna really affect anything. Just uh, you know, for the time being, it's safe to assume that it won't and go from there. Yeah, and in the case of Disney and Marvel, uh, you know, it worked out really well, and everyone was really angry and upset and scared. And now we have AT&T buying Warner Brothers, Time Warner, which, you know, that that means they also own DC Comics. Um, And, you know, as long as, you know, they're not making the the content free to stream just for AT&T or uh, replacing the bat symbol with a damn AT&T logo. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, they might actually do something. I don't know. Um, so, uh, another deal just, uh, just extended the WB IMAX 
partnership with, uh, or WB partnership with IMAX, I should say, uh, extended to include more DC movies and a ton of other stuff. Blade Runner 2049, uh, Kong Skull Island, the Godzilla sequel. Um, but yeah, they're Lego Batman movie, Justice League and Wonder Woman. Um, so yeah, this nothing, nothing crazy, nothing really, uh, different, just extending their partnership because it's worked out really well for them monetarily. Mm-hmm. Um, already, I mean, shit, man, <laughs> IMAX is a big deal. Um, mm, weird yeah. thing though is Justice League, Justice League was not filmed with any IMAX cameras, so it's not going to look quite as good on the IMAX screen, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, you're going to be able to look at, you know, Tomb Raiders, uh, Spielberg's Ready Player One, Minecraft, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, 2, whatever that one's called. A bunch of stuff, so there's going to be a lot of IMAX coming. On to Batman v Superman. Gosh, I just keep thinking that we're going to run out of Batman v Superman news. We just never do. We we said months ago, like, yeah, we're probably past this news cycle. Yeah, Batman v Superman is close to dominating Age of Ultron in the Blu-ray sales domestically. Jesus. I know, and yeah, Age of Ultron's been out way longer. Uh, <laughs> so, Batman v Superman has earned over $41 million. This was of, as of seven days ago, so it's earned more now, guys. Uh, has earned over $41 million in domestic Blu-ray sales, close to $7 million at domestic DVD sales. So they're actually 7.5 million short of dominating Avengers Age of Ultron. And this doesn't this doesn't count digital sales either. Just home video, DVD and Blu-ray. Jesus. That's according to the numbers, the website the numbers. Yeah, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. Uh Gerard S. Martinez or Morantz. Sorry, what is wrong with me? Ger- Gerard S. Morantz. Uh he is a concept artist. Uh, he's worked on Batman v Superman, X Men Apocalypse, Captain America: Civil War. Uh, he he uploaded some uh, concept art. It's really cool concept art of the dark of the Dark Knight's mech bat suit from Batman v Superman. Um, it looks pretty much exactly like what we got in the movie. So you know, uh, you can check that out. Look that up. Um, be great for a good mobile background, I suppose. <laughs> Onto Suicide Squad. I mean, I don't know what the hell to do with it. I mean, it looks good. Looks great. Yeah. Consume. <laughs> Consume. Rub it on your nipples. Really? I don't know. All you can do. <laughs> just, just take off your shirt, rub it on your chest, hope nothing comes out. Suicide Squad. Suicide. That's all you can ever do. <laughs> Suicide Squad box office update. Uh, they are to $744.6 million worldwide. They raked in another $2 million last week. God. <laughs> that's not normal. It's slowing down, but that's not normal. That thing was released, like, that thing was released months ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. It's, it's leaving a lot of theaters. I don't even know how they're still making money like that. I really whatever. don't know where they're still airing this thing. I, then, I mean... Shit, I, I said recently that I, I looked at local listings somewhere and found it was still available if I wanted to hit it up at 7.30. I mean, you know, I saw a sign for Uncle Squawk's movie box. Guy plays bootlegged movies in his backyard. Mm. Maybe they're counting that. I doubt it. I just yeah. doubt it. Oh, God. Imagine. No reputable business. No reputable businessman has a mullet that size. Not remotely. <laughs> Except mullet warehouse. <laughs> We won't even so, go into that. 
they've released the exact runtime of the extended cut for Suicide Squad. It's going to stand at 134 minutes. We're only getting 11 minutes of extra footage. I was, I was, I was hoping for that 13. I was hoping for more than that, but I know. I'm disappointed to hear that it's not at least the 13. Mm-hmm. But you know, David Ayer is still saying that his cut is the theatrical cut, so I'm kind of. Uh, I feel like this actually is just a cash grab. Maybe. I mean, there were lots of people bitching about not, you know, not enough Joker. Oh. All right. Uh, Philosophically, though, what DVD release, when you're trying to like include special bonus features, is not kind of a cash grab? Uh, like the ability sure. to watch something at home is great. Sure. But you, I mean, you could just rent it if you wanted to watch it at home to actually get you to spend mm-hmm. X amount of money on it instead of ten times less that amount of money on it. Mm-hmm. How many times are you really going to watch the movie? You want those special features. So they are cash grabs in a way. Just outright. Sure. Absolutely. Mm. I'm just slightly miffed. (laughs) I'm miffed about the two minutes that I'm missing. I've said it before. I don't care about if it's a cash grab, if it's a a studio thing. I don't care. I just wanted the extra footage in any capacity. Sure. Just throw it in my Dropbox if you fucking feel like it, anyone. Mm -hmm. I will say this. I really want them to stop the extended cut bullshit. Eh. I want them to make a good movie theatrically and leave it be. Uh, you know, apples and oranges, sure, but Marvel doesn't do that shit. They don't do the extended cut bullshit. No, they have deleted out the movie. Yeah. yeah. If it was deleted, it was meant to be deleted for a reason. Let the movie stand. That way, I'm not, like, sitting there mulling over when I'm showing it to friends and family. I'm not mulling over which one to tell them to watch. Yeah. Nobody needs a Blade Runner situation. <laughs> that's 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 true shit right there. <laughs> over to justice league uh on instagram jason momoa posted uh pride of Gyp- pride of gypsies is what you can follow which you can search for to follow if you want to follow that cat uh he posted a video uh of himself at a bar bull in a china shop um it was the bar he frequented while filming uh, justice league um he had a personal justice league rap party there in the video, he is shirtless and lifting the Aquaman ice sculpture they've made. And he throws it on the ground and smashes it. And they all hoop and holler. And he sticks his tongue out and makes horns on his head with his fingers because of the bull in the china shop logo. I don't know. It all seemed... It just seems like a good night of fun, frankly. I don't I don't know what it seemed. I, it, I just... <laughs> Ridiculous. It just sounds like a lot of really good excuses to raise a beer and empty it and get another one. It was funny is like there's like just a corner it, just just a guy there's like a muscle bound dude in just like a sliver of a shot. You don't even see the cat's face. But like after like Momoa throws the entire sculpture down and it busts everywhere, this dude like picks up like one small piece and smashes it like, Yeah, me too and <laughs> then the camera like moves away from him completely. You never even see the guy's face. It was just kinda of sad and made me laugh. That's pretty great. <laughs> I don't know who it was. Yeah, we're smashing things. Woo! Anyway, uh, Gal Gadot is, uh, was interviewed, and she says her Justice League castmates are their characters. Uh, this was in a recent interview with Hey You Guys, and uh, she was doing the interview for Keeping Up with the Joneses, the movie she just did with uh, Zach Galifianakis and John mm-hmm. Hamm and uh, Isla Fisher. Ev- every damn body? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but she says they're all different and great, you know, working with such a big cast and having so many different personalities on set every day, it was super interesting. 
It's funny because each and every one of them is their character in a weird way. Henry is super, you know, he has this goodwill and is polished and pure. Ben is more cynical and more dark and more Batman-y. Aquaman, you have Jason who's like this huge dude who loves fish and he drinks water. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She also says it was great fun and she really enjoyed working with him. It was kind of interesting. That is nice. I think it's funny that like the only thing that she's got on Aquaman is that he loves he loves fish and he drinks water. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, well, I'm looking also, at all these guys. Big dude, they're I mean, drinking. They're all drinking lots of. They're water. all drinking lots of water. I it you can it. It's hard to pin Aquaman. That's one of the reasons I'm looking forward to this movie. Is I'm, I'm hoping people have a I don't know more specific concept of Aquaman other than you know Family mm-hmm. Guy jokes or something. Yeah, but um, <laughs> he is. He should be kind of the badass in a way. Like we're talking about the guy who freely yeah. and uh, who freely travels under just billions of of gallons of water. Mm-hmm. It, it shouldn't be a big deal for him to be on on land and like throw a guy into the next state. I don't know about the next state, but yeah, I, I get you. Yeah, um. you feel me. <laughs> I I do like the concept of like Henry Cavill being a a, a real outgoing kind of like hey man how you doing extrovertish guy and and Ben right. Affleck being a, a a polished let's rethink this kind of guy mm. that I actually am willing to buy outright yeah all right moving on uh, Zack Snyder has actually released a picture of Wonder Woman from Justice League there's not a lot of context here it's just quite honestly a badass shot. The costume looks amazing. She's got a sword coming up over her shoulder, and her she looks pissed off. There's fire around her. Really amazing shot. Gorgeous shot. I really don't know what else to say about it. I am psyched to see more Justice League, more Wonder Woman. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, Aquaman director James Wan, uh, it was talking about shooting in Aust- shooting Aquaman in Australia, and he says uh, to the Daily Telegraph. I've been wanting to bring a movie to Australia for a long time now, and it's kind of hard because you don't really dictate where you shoot your films. But now I'm in a position of power where I can say, if you guys want me to do this movie, this is how I'm going to do it. It means I can make the film I want to make. Which, speaking of that, he's speaking to Entertainment Tonight, and uh, is talking about Aquaman again. He says, I kind of don't want to give away too much, but know this. The spirit that I'm going for is like a classic sort of swashbuckling action adventure, sort of high seas adventure story. It's ultimately a quest story in the spirit of Raiders of the Lost Ark meets Romancing the Stone. Okay. And uh, when asked about the new photo of Amber Heard as Mara from Justice League, he said, I think Amber and Jason in their moments in Justice League are going to give the rest of the world a flavor of what their own standalone movie could be. And that is just scratching the surface of what I plan to do. I don't know, the, the the quest concept, the swashbuckling. You know, I was actually, honestly, from James Wan, I was thinking more horror. I, th- I thought they were, and he's already said that he was going to bring that in. If he merges those, that's going to be really dope, That man. could be a really cool movie. I'm down. The thing I'm, I'm, I'm digging the most right now is that he is super passionate about what he's got planned. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, you you didn't want the guy to be like, yeah, this is what I'm doing right now. And, you know, I, I just, well, I mean, we're, we're, we've got a plan and, and we're, you know, we're going to get through it. And I've got some other projects lined up and, you know. We're... <laughs> yeah. No, this, this guy's clearly super excited. Yeah. I mean, in the video, he was like, like, I was actually reading it pretty calmly. He was just like sputtering and spitting and very happy. He was just, <laughs> it was also loud where he was. So he was, you know, sure. trying to yell over people. 
Um, but you, you <laughs> like Aquaman's the guy who gets the most shit off off the Justice League. You you want the guy directing him to be like, no man, I I got the best movie. Do you realize what this cat can do? Like, oh my I god. Feel bad. I feel like our listeners are just going to imagine James Wan as like an old jalopy, just sputtering and spitting. No, no. <laughs> you got you got to remember how you know ambitious an old jalopy must be to still be going. <laughs> oh, this is James Wan. They call him the Rambler. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we're to the Batman, if that's what we're calling it. Uh, ben <laughs> Affleck has once again updated us on the Batman. Um, during, uh, well, while he was promoting the accountant, he said, last night I spent time working on the Batman script. I'm in full on trying to get it right mode. It's not the kind of movie that you can fail quietly at. You have to really, <laughs> it's I well like that put, line, actually. Yeah. You have to really be sure that I have something that I feel really confident about before we go forward. Right. I'm just, I'm just glad he's, he's, you know, he knows the landscape. That. Yeah. He knows the landscape. Yeah. All right, uh, that is, we're done with movie news. That's that's our movie news. I'm going to jump into this really quick. You guys who listen to us know that we are sponsored by Loot Crate. We do not have uh, a theme for right now. As of yet. Um, But you know what Loot Crate is. It's a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. Less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that is it. It is over. You are done. Make sure to head over to www.lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter the code giant size team up to save 10% off on any new subscription. All right. There'll be a new theme. It probably won't be thankfulness or giving. I hope it's Nick Cage. <laughs> Just the entire thing. Oh, oh, that would be dope. The Cage theme. You have uh, you have apparel or whatever from from Luke Cage, Nick Cage movies, mm-hmm. and Johnny Cage from Mortal Kombat. Oh, that could that could work. Well, basically, you just have a Ghost Rider, a Luke Cage, and a and a Johnny Cage. Yeah, sure. That's not that's I'd not the worst that. thing ever. No. <laughs> you know what I'm willing to promise you right now. If you what? if you do you subscribe, just anyone who subscribes or, or, or grabs oh. grabs the the loot, I I don't think you're going to get any kind of more Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird fluke. That was a weird thing. And you know they just said that, they just said gone in sixty seconds. We could have picked on Angelina Jolie as well, but we could have. But Nick Cage is way more fun. He's the low hanging fruit, um, and um, you know Ghost Rider betrayed us all. So we all <laughs> feel deeply about things. Anyway, on to television. We actually have powerless news. Holy shit! Alan Tudyk went to the stage at Comic Con in New York and um, tried to explain why we haven't seen anything about Powerless. <laughs> Why they were said, powerless to release any news on Powerless. Right. And here's what he said, and uh, this is why I love Alan Tudyk. <laughs> it was always a mid-season replacement, so you have to have something fail for us to live. Sort of like something that feeds off its host and lays eggs in its... <laughs> in <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> sort of like something that feeds off its host and lays its eggs in there, and once the eggs hatch, it kills the t- that TV show. Somebody has to die for us to succeed. That's fantastic, right? And you know, he's he's still talking about the entire like the entire entertainment industry does exactly that. If 
when they started making television shows, if those shows were still making so much money that no one questioned them, the first shows mm-hmm. that ever existed would still be on the air today. Like mm-hmm. all these pilots that, that that people put out, all of that. It's it's a matter of do I think this will make more money than that thing is waning on. I, he's he's just living in the the short term existence of of mid season means oh shit we need to replace I, you. I it, yeah. it's. God, I love his description of it, though. It, it really is exactly as dog-eat-dog as he, uh, he claims. Something has to go away for you to be there. It's a zero-sum. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to take a couple of steps back, because I should have mentioned this earlier. Oh. But you know what? It's based on Adam West. All right. So it's, it's still kind of fits. You're forgiven outright. It's uh, based on Adam West. I know. I know. Adam West wants to be in the Batman movie, in the Fantastic. Batman solo picture. He says, you know what I'd love to do? Those... <laughs> Those guys are all wonderful talents in their own ways, and they approach the role differently. But if I could approach it in a darker way, of course, in a more serious way, however, it would be wonderful to play Bruce Wayne's father coming back. You know Damn. he was murdered. <laughs> but coming but coming back one dark and stormy, lightning-driven night through a library window, Bruce Wayne is there thinking, I'll never solve this. This is the most difficult thing in my life. In comes old dad, like a bat, almost. Did he just finish year like year one recently? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I, well, I mean that that role has already been cast. It has, anyway. and it's the guy we talked about earlier, and he's probably doing fine with it. But uh, does that mean it's not okay to see Adam West show up at some point? You know, I I would love to see Adam West show up somewhere somehow. Um hopefully in a very subdued role. He wants to do something cynical. Give him like give him Commissioner Loeb before he gets thrown out on his ass. Give him Grey Ghost. Oh, yes. <laughs> reprisals. Um. <laughs> reprisals. Ah, reprisals. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what he's talking about. Bruce Wayne is think is they're thinking I'll never solve what? What is the most difficult thing in his life? Right. Whatever the thought of the movie, whatever the problem of the movie is, I guess. Whatever the plot needs it to be. I don't understand why he would be coming back from the dead. I don't, I don't, I don't whatever. This is the man who wanted to bring Batman to New Mexico. No, wait, I, I love the guy, but he just he just described like Bruce Wayne sitting in a library contemplating his parents' death before his zombie dad crashes through a window to explain what happened exactly during his zombie death. Yeah, this is that's I think that's pretty much exactly what he described. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, on to Supergirl. Uh, everyone and their mother is posting these clickbait ads talking about Superman and the Superman spinoff that's coming out of Supergirl. Um, yes, Superman was well received in the Supergirl universe. Um, he is his, his uh, Tyler Hecklin's performance has been well reviewed, super well received. Uh, fan super reviewed. Yeah. I, come on, we all know he was yeah. good. He was good um, to the point of people, you know, bashing Cavill again over this. Um, well, eh, executive producer Andrew Kreisberg uh, had this to say about the Superman spinoff. He says, "I'm not going to sit here and say that there's never going to be a world in which there is a Superman TV show." and that Tyler's going to star in it. I don't know what the future holds, but right now, that's not our focus. Right now, we're working on Supergirl, which is the flagship, and working on a way for Tyler to reprise the role is really what our focus is on Supergirl right now. 
That makes so much sense, though, in a in a meta mm-hmm. sense that it's Supergirl's show, and they're just trying to figure out how to put Superman in. Because Supergirl is so boring. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't even want to get to the line. It, um, you can't even make it. You know damn well we like that show. We do, mostly. Um, keep Livewire and, and uh, Siobhan away from me. That's really it. Just keep Banshee and Livewire out, and I am 100% behind your yeah. show. Yeah. So uh, we don't normally go into... Um, I know this is the second week in the row I've said this. We don't normally go into um, the episode synopsis this many weeks ahead of time. Yeah, sure. But it looks like they're bringing inner gang into Supergirl. Oh, shit. Uh, Supergirl takes on a ruthless new gang. Supergirl must beat a ruthless new gang who has been armed with dangerous new technology, new alien technology. When Cadmus sends a video to the DEO, the team realizes Cadmus is the one staffing the criminals for a secret mission. Meanwhile, Kara gets Monel a job as an intern at Catco. James makes an important decision, and Lena invites Kara to attend one of her fundraisers. Glenn Winter is directing. That's usually a good sign. Um, yeah, actually. But yeah, Inner Gang. That's cool. They, they may just be name checking them, kind of like Red Hood Gang is on uh, Gotham. Yeah, but they had they didn't say Inner Gang. They just said it was a ruthless new gang with alien technology, which usually it's denotes Inner Gang. Usually, yeah. I mean, that, that's that's the mo. God, think about what that means as far as even what the movies are doing with what Superman's up against versus mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about. Kara over here up against Cadmus, Intergang, and a Luthor. Mm-hmm, right. I mean, damn. <laughs> what do you got to work with, Cavill? Dude in a suit and a Luthor? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, so moving on to The Flash. And I'm so excited for this news. Mm. I'm just so excited. Again, another discl- another disclaimer, some qualifiers here. We normally don't report on set pictures. I can't find anywhere where this was actually reported by anyone in charge. But it's everywhere. I'd be surprised if you haven't seen it, Jason. There are pictures of Mark Hamill. Oh, yeah. In a in a purple pinstripe suit. Yep. White face, red lips, purple hair. Next to the John Wesley ship, Jay Garrick Flash. And I, I keep seeing these clickbait headlines. Is he playing the Joker? Is he playing the trickster of Earth? Oh, yeah, probably the trickster of Earth 3, but jokester (laughs) like there's a character in the comics on earth three who is the joker but with purple hair and he's kind of an anti-hero uh hates owlman and the talon um who are bad guys in that universe but he's got purple hair. yeah i mean on that in that universe everything's switched uh kind of yeah good writers have made it a little more gray but sure Sure, but as as a concept, yeah, it's it's just face. It's fair to say everything switched and worked from there. Yeah, but you know, since we've said that Jay Garrick Flash is from Earth Three, you know, I'm, really, I, I'm just happy to see Mark Hamill looking close to like the Joker. I hadn't thought about it until now, but we really should have rethought our terminology as we're talking about these things. What do you mean? Well, we we've said the whole time. Like, I I think I have our dialogue right. We've been saying uh, on the Flash Earth One. Flash one, we, Flash Prime, we all get this. Earth two, mm-hmm. doppelgangers, all that. And then we, when when we've been talking about it, we've said Earth three as like Supergirl because we didn't know where else to put her, and we were just going down the the numbers, just Earth one, two, and three. I I mean I referred to Supergirl as Earth three maybe until Jay Garrick said that he was Earth three. Yeah, well we we changed it there briefly, but we made the logical steps. Yeah, but Earth three is What's a very specific place in the DC uh, universe. We. 
Oh, I know. We maybe should have given Flash more shit for not actually just saying Garrick was from Earth 4. Eh, I'm not giving Flash shit for that. Yeah, we do love him too much. <laughs> well, that and, you know, the characters, from the characters' point of view, they wouldn't know, if they hadn't been to Earth but 3 proper, then... that's the proper, fun point about Earth 3, is Supergirl like, everyone would have been has, Earth 3. It's the, every villain's the hero of his own story thing, like, everything just got turned on its ear, and, you know, oh man. Eh. <laughs> I'm okay with it. They've, they've changed it in the comic books enough to be like, eh, whatever. Mm, I don't know. Fair enough. Anyway... Uh, so executive producer Todd Helbing was explaining why they only did one episode of Flashpoint. Apparently the the decision originally was to have multiple episodes for Flashpoint. Um, but they did pare it down to one episode. He says, I think anytime you do a story like Flashpoint, something as iconic as that with the character restrictions that we had, it's going to be different than everybody expected. I think for us from a story point, when we talked about it originally, it was going to be more episodes, but what happens more often than not is that when you break the story, you find that it would be a lot better and a lot more satisfying if you pulled up a lot of that information and put it in that first episode. It just became a much stronger episode if we just made it one as opposed to four or five, and then we could really kickstart the rest of the season after that. But Flashpoint or not, there are consequences going forward for Barry for what he did and those ripples he's going to explore throughout the third season. I liked it. I mean, first of all, I think he's right about when you break a story and realize that you're trying to stretch for things, you should pull back. Mm-hmm. And two, it was going to be hard to... If Flashpoint had gone out for several episodes, we've got so many other shows in this universe that we were going to be mm-hmm. like sitting there each episode kind of judging it, like right. waiting for shit to come up. Eh. Yeah. Screw all that. Yeah, I, I understand. In a way, I... On the one hand, I thought it was kind of a a quick point for Barry to come back and say, "Yeah, we're going to do it this way." On the other hand, yeah, yeah. I mean, you They'll know, make for tighter writing, always... and we can all appreciate that. I absolutely have, you know, a piece of me that's going, "Yeah, but," but there's always going to be that guy that goes, "Yeah, but," inside. Yeah, and, and we think about this going, shit yeah, way too answer. much. So, yeah, but is um, we we do we do yeah yeah, but's inevitable. Like I've got notes over here, like well, Robert Queen and Moira Queen, they did basically the Batman thing with Robert and Moira. Yeah, and then. Okay. Yeah. No. Same yeah. time, I've I've heard you say that like Green Arrow is the Batman of the Smallville universe, and you were happy about that. I was. I was. Uh, but I I really want to read those comics that uh, trail off of like season of ele- season eleven comics of Smallville because they actually do bring in Batman. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching that show now, and I've got so much time, and now I've got to read comics behind it. Damn you. <laughs> damn Hulu for making that they... shit accessible. <laughs> Over to Arrow. Uh, the Arrow 100th episode title has been revealed. Um, <laughs> it's called Invasion with an exclamation point. I can't imagine what else that would be. I mean, yeah. for real. Uh, we, we know where that's heading, right? Sure. I mean, you know, they say they are going to like work in. They found, like, Greg found a way to, you know, tell the story. It's in the slap that the 100th episode happens right in the middle of the invasion storyline, the big crossover, right? God, how cool is that if you were, like, one of the people who started Arrow and now we've got this mm-hmm. five-episode crossover between four freaking shows? Actually, it's only going to be uh, four episodes. I was told five. I know. they. they I've, I'm seeing recants now. Oh, they're recants. Damn. I was wondering where the fifth show was going to come from, but okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. But look at here, though. Supergirl, look at here, though. What? Anyway, Supergirl won't be named Invasion. Uh, 
her episode won't have anything really to do with it, except that uh, at the very end, they're going to have a stinger where Barry and Cisco come to get her. Oh, thank God Cisco at least gets to meet her. Because they figure, hey, we've got an alien invasion. We know an alien who can help. Also, um, Supergirl. Right. She trumps everything um, you have in your current universe. Yeah. But the Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, all of those titles, every every episode in that line will be called Invasion for that crossover. Oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Feels like a comic book. Yes. Actually, if they'd done Invasion 1, 2, 3, 4. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Uh, Mark Guggenheim uh, did an interview with Christina Radish at Collider. And uh, really good interview. I kind of just grabbed some of it um, that I thought was pertinent to... Uh, I mean, all of it's interesting, but, you know, <laughs> I thought this was ex- uh, extremely pertinent. Um, Guggenheim is talking about Mr. Terrific and the rest of the team. He says, I think... Or Christina Radish said, uh, with this episode, is Curtis officially Mr. Terrific now, or does he still have further to go on his journey? Guggenheim says, I think he's still got a ways to go on his journey. For one thing, that's not the final costume. We decided to give him, uh, give some of the recruits what we call proto-costumes. They have, they have to earn the final one. In terms of all of these characters becoming or being vigilantes, Curtis has the first furthest to go the evolution of curtis from comic relief and sidekick to butt kicking superhero is a big throw in my opinion the only way to do it properly is to watch him try and watch him fail watch him fail and watch him fail so it's going to be a real struggle for him as we go through the fifth season um I and christina says could it not like be Paul... more excited about how you just described that fucking yeah hell yes man yeah uh, Christina says, it seems like Paul is not aware of what his husband is doing in his free time. Will we see that unfold? Guggenheim says, yes, absolutely. We're going, we're definitely going to be telling that story. I'm not going to tell you when. She says, will we see Diggle and Lila's reaction to the Flash's actions having turned their daughter into a son? Guggenheim says, I always say that on Arrow, there is no secret that doesn't eventually get discovered. Um, she says, Felicity's keeping fantastic. her secret life from her boyfriend. She's keeping her secret life from her boyfriend, but she's keeping her boyfriend a secret from Team Oliver. When will that come out? Guggenheim says, it's the classic thing of no secret stays a secret forever on Arrow. Oliver is going to find out about Felicity's boyfriend in episode 505. Because I'm spoiling that, I'm not going to spoil when Felicity's boyfriend finds out that Felicity is working with Arrow. Uh, Christina says, with Adrian Chase... mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he already knows. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I can see that. Fits in. He was way too casual when he was talking to Oliver, or when he was talking to GA, really. Okay, yes. Um, like, I see, like, a lot of people online, and I posted the story, I reposted the story um, on our Twitter and Facebook. A lot of people are saying that they think Prometheus is going to wind up being... Um, Tyler Ritter? Tommy. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. Why? I think it's going to... I think it's going to be Felicity's boyfriend. That would make more sense. I I I was positing Tyler Ritter as as, as though it made no sense. Um, but then I think we'll Tommy, see Tommy makes way less sense. That just yeah, that's I, soap opera's shit right there. I mean, yeah, they're saying, oh, he's got a vendetta against Oliver. Did he? Why? He ran in to save Laurel and got himself killed. How's that Oliver's? I fault? I don't remember that in um, any way being Oliver's fault. I, I yeah. But, if anything, you know, it's his dad's fault. And I'm thinking, you know, hey... If there was somebody actually out for Merlin right now, I'd be all on board with, like, yeah, sure, that's Prometheus. Yeah, and you know what? It, just my... Just my... Maybe it's me and my age. Um, 
maybe, you know, I'm just, the, I have rose colored glasses or something about how popular a certain name is in the industry, but I'm just saying you, you don't hire John Ritter's son for nothing. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Just my thought on it. Um, <laughs> so Christina goes on to say, uh, with Adrian Chase as the new district attorney, what can you say about his story going forward and how likely is it we'll see him in costume? Guggenheim says, episode 507 is where we show our cards the most in terms of Adrian. What's fun about the way we're writing and portraying Adrian is that we're writing with the knowledge. Um, writing with the knowledge has a certain amount of comic book knowledge. I don't know. What, uh, that's weird. <laughs> and if you're... <laughs> And if you're not, I'm just reading what I copied and pasted. Mm, sure. And if you're not a if you're not a comic book fan, it will just fly over your head, and that's totally fine. It's like an adult joke in a Pixar movie. <laughs> but if you are familiar with the comic, you'll probably interpret certain scenes in a very specific way, and that's fun for us. I don't think we've ever really used their comic book trajectory and destiny in this fashion before as a part of the storytelling. Um, she says, when will Prometheus become more of a threat to Oliver and the team? Guggenheim says episode 506 is when things really start to kick into higher gear. It's a 23 episode season. This is true for all of the shows, especially when you have a big bad that's introduced in the first episode, but you have to strike a balance between it becoming the Prometheus show and becoming very repetitive and teasing it out. Episode 506 felt right to us because 505 felt like the end of a chapter and then 506 kicks things into another gear. Hmm. Okay, uh, well that says, that may end up throwing a, a or a wrench in what we were talking about. Like, hey, how many episodes can you end with Prometheus? Prometheus, you know, just killing somebody. Yeah, but they didn't do it last week. Yeah, they didn't. They did, and that was that was well spent time. Um, mm-hmm. Era's been on point this year, man. man they really, really have. Has. They really have. Uh, she says, "Can you clarify how the four show crossover is split into three parts?" Guggenheim says, "There's going to be an episode of Supergirl that ends with Supergirl going over to the crossover." Some people call it a four-way crossover because it involves four shows. My ulcer requires me to call it a three-part crossover. <laughs> it's, I already said that's that. That's fair. Except I just like that line. That's fair. My ulcer requires me to call it a three-part crossover. So, yeah. Uh, the story is being told as a beginning, middle, and end. It's a beginning in The Flash, a middle in Arrow, and an end in Legends. But Supergirl is very much a part of the whole thing. So, so we're crossing over four shows, but in three parts. As his ulcer uh, dictates, that means he he <laughs> he gets to pull Supergirl over and then put her back. Mm. No harm done. Hope so. That's fine with me, actually. I mean, she she is in another Earth. That's fine. You, you pull her over. She she interacts. We all do this thing, and then she goes back. And and what's the mm-hmm. point of telling her story about those other Earths? Because they don't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can deal with that. Yeah. All right, we're going to jump over to Legends of Tomorrow news. Um, although not that different. Um, <laughs> Entertainment Weekly was talking to Mark Guggenheim uh, about a couple of things. She said, They said, how will Sarah ha- uh, handle being the leader? Guggenheim says, as you start to see her become more and more comfortable in being the leader of this ragtag group, it's so much fun to watch her. The character is embodying the role of a leader. Katie's performance really embraces it. It turns out to be one of the most successful things we've done in season two. Um, on what happened to Rip Hunter, he says that's going to be something that's always going on in the background, and in some cases, the foreground of the various episodes. To a certain extent, we don't want to change the mission statement from fixing aberrations to going and saving Rip. The bat has been taken out of their hands because there's no way to find Rip. So what would they do? You will find out what happened to Rip before the legends do. Oh, they're going to make it a stinger? I, I I mean I don't know about Stinger. It's just I think, uh, not sorry, not Stinger. 
wrong word. Uh, it feels like that's going to be the end of the episode clip. Uh, maybe. I consider it's Stinger like be... you, the 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 thing you do. I don't know. Oh I mean, yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, like you you roll commercials, come back for like ten seconds, and show me something. Agents right. of Shield. I was about to say Agents of Shield. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so like, come back for thirty seconds of Nick Fury Watch cameoing all these and scratching his commercials crotch. for ten seconds of what you should worry about next week, or at least at l- in the coming months, or a joke, <laughs> or just a joke. Sometimes, yeah. Don't be wrong. I watched the shit out of those stingers. Absolutely. I haven't watched Legends of uh, Legends of Shield. Legends oh of my Shield. God. Dear God, that's a crossover you, event hey, that we should all look forward I know. to. And you know what? I told you guys, I told, you know, if you go back and you listen to the old episodes or if you're a long time listener, I've said my heart truly is in the Amalgam universe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not really, but it'd be kind of cool to see, right? Not really, but it'd be, it'd be a lot of fun, yeah. Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. when Asian Rip Hunter. That just sounded like I said Asian Rip Hunter. That's weird. <laughs> I said Agent. <laughs> Timelines, man. Who knows? Uh, it's part of the Shield Masters, right? Anyway, um, <laughs> I have not caught up on that. I haven't watched Luke Cage. I'm dying here. I want to watch all of this stuff. Yeah, I'm way behind on both. Like I've watched a couple episodes of both, which is making it uh-huh. worse. Yeah, making it's it making it worse. Like the first couple <laughs> episodes of Luke Cage looked fantastic. Yeah, and the first couple episodes of Chilled look fantastic. Like, Ghost Rider's kind of balling. Yeah. I say that because yeah, it's, the man has, like, 6,000 horsepower on his car. I, 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 mm. I'm probably over-exaggerating, but not for a car that Ghost Rider's driving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of those things where, like, I've been, uh, I actually have. I've been watching Thrill uh, and kind of binging that, but I'm not, like, actually, I'm only doing that when I'm, like, busy doing other things. So... Like Agents of Shield and Luke Cage, like I actually have to focus on, and even more so, I have to really focus on DC stuff and like take notes and stuff. So I, I want to give those shows their due. <laughs> so right, I don't know. Anyway, uh, there they have released. Uh, well, they didn't really release it. They they kind of did, I guess. Uh, as much as companies do now on Instagram, everybody just puts up candid shots on Instagram now and says it's an official release. I don't know. Uh, but we have a picture of, um, Melissa Benoist, Supergirl, uh, in front of Brandon Ralph and, uh, Firestorm and from Legends of Tomorrow. And, but there's a picture of Nick Zeno in the Citizen Steel outfit. And maybe one of the weakest parts of the JSA episode of Legends of Tomorrow was, uh, Commander Steel's costume. I felt like it was a little, eh, based on like the old comics you know but uh this nick zeno citizen steel outfit man it looks it's on point <laughs> it looks cool you'll get your day <laughs> all right so return to arkham has officially launched on xbox one and ps4 so that's out if you don't remember what that is it's the remastered arkham asylum in arkham city um that is there um and that's that's all the news i have what did you do you have anything no i got nothing hell i've learned a lot from you this week have you about the news <laughs> fair enough about the things uh, now, that are haps the things that are haps I'll never understand you young kids in your swinging swag language swag language uh, lingo wish I, I, I don't even try anymore <laughs> alright now we didn't we didn't have any new iTunes reviews this week 
So giveaway number three is still underway, uh, underwear, underway, uh, it's in limbo. We're two reviews in to giveaway number three. Remember to, for the mm -hmm. same $15, if someone wants to order a a set of justice league underwear, you're welcome to it. Okay. (laughs) Remember though, to be entered into, uh, win a DC trade paperback, Blu-ray or DVD valued at $15 or less. Leave us a five star written review on iTunes. Speaking of which, our winner from giveaway number two has yet to contact us. Rick GRX, drop us a line. DCOnScreen at gmail.com with your address and an Amazon link to what you would like for us to send you. I kind of feel like we need a, a cutoff. What do you say, like a month? I don't know. If they haven't Rick, gotten back to us in a month? we will find you. <laughs> you will get this goddamn gift. <laughs> And if eventually we can't, we will get bored and give it to someone else. (laughs) You want to do a redrawing of giveaway number two? Like after six weeks or so. Okay. All right. Well, this is all very informal, so. Yeah. You know. Anyway. uh, We'll develop real rules when the time comes. (laughs) I think think that time has already come, man. (laughs) We'll develop real rules like this week. I don't know, man. Get back to us. Shit. Get this done. Free book. Right? Come on, man. Uh, this this is it for uh, this episode of DC On Screen. You can find every episode on DCOnScreen.com. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. And if you want to talk to us, we're easily reached on Facebook, Twitter, and DCOnScreen at gmail.com. Here's the deal. If you're not a dick to us, we won't be a dick to you. We're a proud member of I the Giant I try size. even to not be a dick in general. <laughs> I try. I do try sometimes, but sometimes people are real mean. Yeah. We're all humans here. We're a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network, GiantSizeTeamUp.com, to check out the amazing and geeky and fun shows that populate the network. We'll be coming back next week with more episode reviews. Um, I think we've still got a full slate, right? Oh, all God. six. Yeah, I think so. All six. And, you know, it weighs again, heavily upon us. <laughs> Lucifer weighs heavily upon me. That's really the other shows it. Don't Everything so much. else is just, oh, right. thank goodness. But, and then there's, you know, oh. much to my surprise, I'm looking forward to Arrow this year. Everything's been pretty delightful except for Lucifer, which has been even worse. It's been more banal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, I kind of wish it was really bad. It's just like teetering on the edge of mediocrity with with this, you know, charming wish humor. Would, but like transfer over to Ash vs. the Evil Dead area. Oh, oh, I haven't watched that yet this week. I'm so excited to watch. I that. I haven't watched any any so far. Oh. I'm gonna have to go back and. Uh, but you you know what I'm daydreaming of? I don't. Oh, if Lucifer went straight into like a comedy horror genre. Oh right, fantastic. back to Lucifer. Sorry. I, yeah, you got honestly, so distracted by Ash. Yeah, uh, I, I got so distracted by Ash vs. Evil Dead that I literally forgot that Lucifer was a thing. Nope, like, entirely fair. Like <laughs> entirely, when you, entirely when, fair. When you mentioned the Lucifer again, it was like the trope from the movies where the kid's gotten knocked out, and when he wakes up on the ground, there's like a big dog over him. Right. I'm like, oh, 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 my God. Oh. Okay, it's just no, it's just a dog. He's just gonna slobber on me for a minute, and uh, oh, that smelled like asshole. Right. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, let us know if you are against us splitting up the news episode. Uh, yeah, the animation tell uh, sorry animation and games 
would go with the with the television side um since that is home entertainment theoretically uh, uh, yeah so uh that's how we'd be splitting that up but right. if you have an issue if you have some glaring problem that we haven't thought of even unglaring really just any problem yeah now that not, not to say we might still do the two different episodes and we apologize in advance <laughs> <laughs> but no comment is too stupid. Uh, no question is too stupid. If you've heard we'll this podcast, hear you know that no comment is too stupid. <laughs> we we are uh, we're, we're basically statues, the purveyors mm-hmm. of this idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I randomly got uh, a message on Twitter that asked if we could help with their knee hurting. Like, My knee hurts. Can you help, or do you know of of a superhero book that would help? I said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> take, <laughs> take some pain relievers. I don't know. I need to get that scene about. I DC doesn't actually own Dr. Ibuprofen. Yeah, I don't know. We get we get messages from children asking if they can have free tickets to Justice League. Not Wonder Woman, Justice League. And I'm, I'm of that. If, if we could afford to give free tickets to everyone, I'd, I'd be happy to do it. Sure. Part but they think to, that we're... Party wants DC. to just like suggest that there is a Dr. Ibuprofen and he has saved so many before you and your knees deserve his salvation. Oh, no, no, I can't afford Dr. Ibuprofen. Mm. I can afford Dr. Select brand. <laughs> I mean, it, Dr. Advil would, would be your non-select brand. Yeah, but I, I, I need Dr. Select brand. Okay. Mm, the old, well, I don't even know what that is. What is that, like, CVS or a Rite Aid or a Walgreens yeah, generic doctor, brand? Yeah, doctor, I'm, I'm hurting too much, and I don't give a shit anymore, and this is in the pain relief aisle, and, and, I don't and know. you're within class. Who does it think, what does it sound, who's, who sold this to me? Can you guys tell from this? That's, it's, <laughs> it claims to relieve the pain. Anyway, thank you guys for listening again. Uh, thank you for making it through this. I don't even know what the hell this was. We love you guys. Take it easy. Until next time, keep some DC on your screen. Get the max out of your tax refund at iMart Express. With two pairs starting under 40 bucks, you'll spend less on the have-tos and keep more for the want-tos. Our quality glasses are made in-store by skilled lab techs that take care of your glasses from start to finish, getting them back to you with same-day speed. Get two pairs of glasses starting under 40 bucks or two pairs of progressives for under 80. Our prices won't break the bank. Your tax refund goes further at iMart Express. Spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99. Plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th.